Welcome to Pondering with Peg, episode 11. We're recording live from Paris Study in Chester Heights, PA. My special guest tonight is Cleta Prince. Cleta is a spirit counselor and helps people resolve issues and find peace in their body and environment. Cleta will speak about using love and light to be of service to others. Cleta, can you tell our audience what a spirit counselor is? Okay. Um, the, there is no really place where you can go and get a degree for a spirit counselor. I call myself that because um, for the last 21 years, I deal with different souls who haven't crossed over, and I solve their problems. I'm almost like a psychiatrist for them. I solve their problems. I explain things, what's going to be happening to them, and put them at ease. I also, um, I am a Reiki master. I am level one healing touch. And I also use that to send them energy because lots of times they don't have enough energy to stay with us so we can hear. So I send them energy. Now you're going to be doing a class on February 8th at Paris Study. And um, tell us a little about the class. Well, the class I'm going to be um, talking about is a lot of the different um, examples of how Russ, my husband, who we work as a team, he's a medium and a, count and a channeler, and um, how we deal with the different spirits. And we're also going to talk about a lot of the spirits that we came encounter with and how we help the family understand what's happening. So there's just a lot because a lot of them don't even know they're dead. A lot of them don't believe they're dead. A lot of them just have, they keep thinking that um, they're going to be resolving problems or checking in on people or they're there to help someone. And so I'm the one that actually talks to them and explains things, what's going on. Can you and Russ share some of stories, or can you share some of your experiences? Um, give us some examples. Yes. Um, we just did one a couple nights ago, and uh, we were helping this person who was having a problem. Something was making her very depressed. Um, she was being depressed off and on anyway, and she took medication. But she noticed that she was getting more depressed. So Russ and I went there, and we found a spirit that was hanging in her room. And he thought that he was doing her great by staying with her. He apparently met her somewhere when they were both living, and he died. And he was the one. she was the one that he thought of. So... That's where he made his connection to be with her. So he wasn't really doing her any good. He was right. more or less helping her to be more depressed. And there was another one in the other room. And all she was doing is she was a young girl of, what, 16? Uh, and all she was doing is she was completely confused. She was depressed. She was crying. She didn't know why, where she was which a lot of the spirits who die quickly, that's what happens to them. They don't realize that maybe the car that hit them killed them or the train or anything else. Um, so that's where they get mixed up, that they think they're still alive. And do you feel that the longer that they stay 
kind of trapped here. Mm -hmm. Do you think they lose power where they lose their light a little bit from fear? Um, what happens when they're here um, longer and they haven't gone over? It's not that they lose their light. They lose their, um, I call it tunnel vision, where they only see so far around them. Um, it, it closes in. Like the light does close in on them, but there seems like their problems get more combined, like together, and they don't see. And this is where they can't think beyond themselves. Right. And this is what I do. I help them to think past that. Mm -hmm. the, the light is always there. Right. Um, when they start losing their energy, they like to involve humans uh, to be... Uh, more inter less interactive with each other, creating problems. Mm -hmm. They feed off that anger. Uh, the energy. The anger from the energy, they feed off that right. quite a bit. So they try to get you to, husband and wife, children, to get each other's throats. And that's where they build up all that energy. Even they can be really good people, good mm -hmm. spirits, but they all try like hell not to go to the light. Do you think some of it is fear from the way they were raised? Maybe their beliefs that they feel maybe they did something that they they is, think is terrible, yeah. absolutely, and they're afraid to cross mm -hmm. over. Absolutely. We had a uh, a spirit, and I was talking to him about crossing over that his family was waiting for him, and he says, "No, I can't go because when I was little, and every time I did something bad, my mom told me I was going to hell." So now that I didn't die and I don't see how, I'm confined. I'm, I'm okay with where I'm at. Mm. And they don't think that they deserve. A lot of them don't think they deserve to move on into God's light. They're probably afraid of being judged mm -hmm. negatively when they cross. Right, and a lot of them, um, some of the older spirits, they're more harsh on themselves than the ones of today. Um, the, the, Ones that die today, I call them newbies. The ones that died a long time ago, they had more dogma put on them. Right. And, and that's what keeps them. So if they think, oh, I'm fine in this little corner of the attic, or I'm fine in this little house basement, someone will just stay like that and spend an eternity if they could. Right, they'll just stay in a familiar place. Mm-hmm. Also, steal battery voltage, yeah. uh, energy. Light, energy, light bulb blow, blowing out quicker right. than normal. Uh, they love that energy to keep them. So they can draw off the, that energy. To also oh, absolutely. Besides human energy, <clears throat> right. right? Are there some that just like want to be here, like because their loved ones are still here, like they just want to watch them, and they use that as an excuse. They, they'll use like that they'll, excuse. They'll go when the loved one goes. I mean, have you... Yeah, but they... Um, it, it's it's not like that. Usually they'll go to another place. Um, if they're thinking of something, they'll be there. It's like instant... Uh, like a person gets killed in a car. And he's thinking, oh my God, you know, my wife's going to be really mad at me. All of a sudden he's in front of his wife. Right. And then he thinks, she's not talking to me, let me go to my pasture. And then they'll 
go to their pastor or their priest and their priest can't hear them or see them and then they're getting they're getting emotionally upset. So then they'll go Or hang out at the space the place they were killed. Yeah. Or or sometimes they'll come along another spirit and another spirit and say, Oh, come with me, I got a nice spot for you to hang in and they'll do that. Have you ever come across and this is just something that I've seen and it may be true and it may not be, you two could probably validate it where some spirits will kind of take control of others and kind of trap them, try to keep them here as well, just like find those kind of lost souls and kind of manipulate them. Yeah, they're soul gatherers, I call them. Um, they'll get in the house and they'll have a couple, they'll have some spirits in there. And then what they do is they start accumulating other ones. Mm-hmm. And then the house itself is... A lot of spirits in there and then they'll use them towards the family to aggravate the family like get all the kids fighting right. anything to stir up um, energy right to use it right to use it and to <clears throat> stay and um, so there there is some like that um, there's also some spirits that are attached to someone and what they do is they attach to the back of them, like down their like mm-hmm. their spine part, like right before it goes into the neck, they like to weave in there and hold on so they can't be like shaken off, which they think they can be shaken off, but right. they can't. Do you ever, and this is just something that I was just thinking about, do you ever think that some of the souls that are maybe trapped here a very long time, do you think they ever attached to someone who was from a past life do they recognize the, do you think they could recognize the soul in another life i don't know if i'm explaining that yeah correctly, I, I, but I understand you what yeah. you mean yeah you're you're saying that like if a soul is um comes apart comes across a live person correct. who they recognize in a past life right um, I don't think they have that ability, do you? No, I don't think no, so. No, because it's like they're individual. Right. Um, unless it's they recognize a family member. Right. Or and maybe maybe a dis maybe a second or third generation may look exactly like mm-hmm. or some of it looks like them. That's that's how they go into some of the homes or they'll follow people home if you know is because it might look like their daughter, it might look like their wife or their husband or something like that. Right. And they'll follow people home and they'll also go for homes that they feel have a good warmthness to them. Like it reminds them of their home and mm-hmm. there'll be nice, nice homes. Right. Um, I met a woman recently, well, a couple years ago, who bought a home that had just a year before had... Um, a murder-suicide of husband and wife. Uh-huh. And she had lived in the neighborhood. She knew the family. And she bought the house because she said she felt the house needed her and her family to bring love to it after that. Hmm. Like, she That's really possible. felt called to that yeah. house. And uh-huh. she wasn't afraid to be in the home or to bring her family there. That it just, she felt it needed to be loved or mm-hmm. that or that space needed the love oh, in yeah, it. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. We've seen that happen. Yeah. Okay. Um I tell a lot of people when we go there 
um, the spirits, it's not their path to stay there and help who's mm -hmm. there. It's not their path to hang around their family. Their path is to move on and go into the light. Right. And I want everybody to know, too, that your favorite animals are over there waiting for you, too. Um, because there was one case we had um, this gentleman, or the spirit was in the attic, and I told them, like I tell a lot of them, you know, don't you want to see your mother and father or sisters and brothers? People died before you and after you. And they go, no, I was adopted. Uh, I was treated horrible. Everybody hated me. And he had these braces on him. And I said, well, you had to have somebody that loved you. And he says, my dog. So I tell him, okay, take your braces off because that goes with the body. Right. You're, you're in spirit. You don't need those braces. And so when I did call the light form, I did call loved ones. And you say, like, why call loved ones when he doesn't know them? There's loved ones up there that are maybe older ones. Someone who would recognize his soul. And when he goes over, he sees somebody that he recognized from another life while he's over there. Right. And he was so happy that his dog was there. So I had to call his dog for him so right. he could see the dog in the light. And go to the dog. Right. He yeah. went to the dog. But, of course, everybody else that loved him there, too. Yeah. Speaking of dogs or animals, they naturally go into the light. Children under... Five years old, automatically go to the light. Um, animals automatically go to the light. Because Children um, six on up face the same responsibilities that adult spirits do. So we're told. And that's because yeah. they're more aware. Hmm? Because they're more aware yeah. than they were. Now, you back can't then. find this in any magazine or book or library. We're only telling what we know from what they tell us. If we keep getting the same story over and over again from all these different spirits, then we tend to think that's true. Right. You know, so. Right. Does anyone have any questions? I'd say 60 to 65% of our cases deal with Ouija boards and young adult children. I'm saying young adults, I'm saying 13, 14, 12. Mainly Ouija girls. Board. Mainly girls. And mm -hmm. that is a lot of problems with that. Um, of course, they, they, they go to a slumber party or pajama party and they, let's break out the Ouija board and, and all hell breaks loose when they do that. I don't even know why they still sell them. But... Uh, a Ouija board, the only good Ouija board is a burnt Ouija board. <laughs> you don't throw it in the trash for somebody else to pick up. Uh, you don't say, spray sea salt over it or... or holy water. Holy water, you right. burn it. It's the only way to get rid of it. There, There is some people, readers and things like that, fortune towers, that do use Ouija boards. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But they're more aware and they're more sensitive to what's going on around them. They know how to do it and they know what they're going to encounter. So it's not like a young teenage kid that says, asks stupid <clears throat> questions. Right. They know what they're doing. They do protection before, they do protection afterwards. 
the kids are just looking for anything right that anything entertain any, yeah yeah that, that anyone and anything is just well, waiting to come the in. girls does bob really like me right <laughs> you know it's something like that but you don't know what's coming through that right yeah ouija boards open up portals and all portals that open up don't have a sign on the other side good spirits only it's just an opening that any of them can go. I always picture it as an, a portal is an opening, and then there's like a conveyor belt with all the spirits going by. That's how I think picture. of it, yeah. because of the different ones you can get, the variety of them. How do you deal with the evil, the, the evil ones, the bad ones, the ones that were bad on earth, most likely are bad in spirit form? Right. You know. Mm -hmm. um, how do you attack, how can you, you know, speak to them, get your point across to go into the light? I have to do a lot of talking to them. Um, it seems like when I ask questions, now Russ sees them and hears them. I don't see him and hear them. So he tells me, like, I'll talk to them, and then he'll tell me what they're saying. Right. So I can question them back and forth. And I actually vision someone standing there that I'm talking to. Right. Some of them are very hard-headed, and um, they don't get any smarter when they die. <laughs> so you're also dealing with some that are very stupid or were never educated uh, or no common sense. And it's really hard to try to convince them and try to show them ways that they need to go over do they try and scare you? Oh, yeah. To, yeah. to more directly answer your question, we've encountered demons. Mm -hmm. um, we've encountered plates flying off the, out of cupboards. We've encountered all that that you see on TV, and that's real. Um, we use guides to help us. And without the guides, we'd be scared poopless. Right. Excuse the language. Uh -huh. <laughs> I was going to say that. Myself. Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I've seen some of those, and they, they almost look like what you see on TV with the horns and the teeth and the, and the red eyes, the glare of the, of the eyes. And, and the serpents. They'll say, I'm going to tear you apart. You know, and that voice that you hear all the time right. on TV. Mm -hmm. And uh, Cletus says, well, go ahead and try. We're here. Take <laughs> yeah. a bite out of me. Yeah. Of course, I they don't. don't but... No, but, but you cannot have any fear. And you have to have love and God and God in your heart to know that if they did do that and they killed you, they're not going to get you. Tell God's about the case of uh, the, the state police officers up upstate, where oh. the little boy was going to was told to stab his mother if she was pregnant. Yeah, and um, she never told her husband or the little boy that she was pregnant. But the little boy, in this real rough voice, told her that she was pregnant. And he was going to have to kill the baby. And um, that was... So that was actually a possession. He was possessed. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So... Um, Is that harder to get a possession out? And, and yeah. More so than to cross yeah, We something. had to call uh -huh. our, our guides and we had to call Archangel Michael. Yeah, call Archangel. He came down and uh, they had a, a fight. A ferocious fight. Nobody could see it but me. I seen and the he's whole thing. crying his eyes out. <laughs> and uh, the thing was killed, stabbed, and taken to where it would not cause problems for anybody else ever again. 
-hmm. So it was actually a creature. It wasn't Yes, say, it was a creature. It yeah. was not a human soul. No. Of human no, soul. this was no. a creature. Okay. There, we come across a lot of souls that um, want to go demonic, demonic because they think, oh, <clears throat> you know, maybe I'll get sucked out of it. Well, you see some of the kids today. Yeah. With the skinheads and the, the marks and everything mm -hmm. that they put on their body and and uh, whatever thing that they're following, it's almost like they worship it. Yeah. So and they don't I wonder if there'll be more of those coming in in years to come. You know, when they Absolutely, pass. I think we're getting bombarded yeah. with that now. Mm -hmm. what's, yeah. what's the difference between a, the demonic possession and one of the, the ones you were talking about, that coils in the back? Okay. Uh, a demonic possession is they they want to take over and completely dominate you. Uh -huh. And more or less, you're going to be stepping aside and they're going to be out front, you know, doing everything. The other ones where they're attached to you in the back, they usually think that um, they're there to help you, but they're really not. They're just, just afraid to go on. Do they make, do they like enhance your desires for things that aren't good for you, like self-destructive behaviors? They try to change some of your free will. Okay. Because you have free will living and you have free will when you're dead. Yeah. And I always tell them, if you can't change somebody's free will, it's not right. It's um, universal law. They're not allowed to interfere. Mm -hmm. And a lot of them feel, too, that they, if you ask them their names that if they get their names, they feel that you have power over them. So I'll get some of them that, I'll say, well, what's your name? Joe. No, what's your real name? Pete. And they'll go like that, and I'll go, okay, if you're not going to give me your real name, then I'm going to make up a name for you. I'm going to call you stupid, because you're giving me stupid answers. And then all of a sudden, I'm not stupid, my name is... So that's like some of the twisting around with the questions to get them to come out and say stuff. Yeah, it seems like from just from what I've seen that demons have quite a bit of ego attached mm -hmm. to them. <clears throat> All right. Yeah, well, we, we had one at that house up there and um, he didn't want to talk to me. Uh, I was lower. I was lower class, or um, I was a woman, and he didn't want to talk to me. So he refused to answer my questions. And I said, well, why not, you know, because you're a woman. And he says, I'll talk to the, we had other people that were there. Mm -hmm. he, he picked this other guy that was beside me, and the guy goes, I, I don't know. This is my first time here. I'm not, I don't know what to say. You know, and I says, well, I'll whisper to you what you need to say. And I, then I got me really mad, and I said, you know what? I said, you're really making me mad considering because I'm a woman, you won't talk to me. I says, I'm just as good as you are. And I said, just because you have, you know, I have these. <laughs> I remember yeah. that. Yeah. So everybody was laughing at him, and he didn't like that. So... One thing I feel with the common trait, um, I, I see it in a way as if they're not able to tap in and get the light from God, they have to get it from 
terrestrial forms or, or through uh, what's available, which is people, human souls, yeah. um, ego, <coughs> narcissism. Mm -hmm. So those are all different common traits of a demonic entity. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But that light, when they die, that light is there for them. Right. And a lot of people think, oh, it's right in front of their face. No. It could be over here, it could be behind them, it could be over there or over there. The light is sent there for them, but they have to want to go in. I can't make them go in. I can rationalize with them about going in there and who's going to be there and all, but I can't say, you're going in and throwing them in. So, And a lot of them don't realize what the light, because we have come across being at a place where the spirits are saying, I said, like, why didn't you go into the light? <clears throat> and they said, <clears throat> they said that every time I would want to go into the light, it would go away. So what we found out is that this spirit that was in this house that was accumulating all these souls, what he was doing was he was stepping in front of them and blocking the light. So they, after doing that all the time, they would get frustrated and they wouldn't go look for it. So they just stayed. And um, so we would have to, we get rid of um, the ones that want to go. When we go to a place that has a lot of spirits, we'll get rid of some of them that are a little bit problems. And we leave the bad ones for the end. Because when you take away all the other ones, they get weaker. Yeah. I've been so. thrown across the desk, literally picked up and thrown. Wow. I've been straddled to a bed. And uh, I cursed and swore and everything. Like, I was like uh, the exorcist. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I let them come in me because other sometimes you when you have no other alternative, I let them in me um, not often, and everybody gives me heck for that, but sometimes that's the only way to to work to work the system. I've spoken German, Spanish um, different languages. Italian, Native American Indian. I don't know I'm speaking it. I don't know what I'm saying, but everybody in the room's listening and we have it videoed or taped. Well, when you were speaking German that time, <clears throat> the lady was German, that lady that owned the home, and she was listening to him. And when we were done and we finally got the spirit out of us, you usually have to like jump on top of them. I was gonna say how to get them out. Usually, With the help of other people. Yeah. Usually, uh, like, I'll jump on top of them and call our guides and call other spirits to come and help us to remove them from them. They know when I'm doing it. Russ, don't. Russ, don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> but we're not getting anywhere. We're not. We're arguing back and forth. They're not listening. They don't care. We care. We care for the people we're trying to help. So I said, go ahead. And I could feel them come right in me. And uh, that's how we converse. Yeah, they'll, they'll talk through him. 
Are the gods from uh, more ancestral? Are they ancestral gods, or are they more like angelic? The gods that we have? Yeah, are they like having to do with your ancestral lineage? No, or just... no. Um, we um, wind up getting the two guides. That's a good question. Never asked them, did you? No. We have got we have um, protectors here, guardians of this property and house that no evil can come on it. Um, negativity can come on, but no evil. They they won't come up the driveway or any of the things because they're in the corners and they protect it. Huh? You're not answering his question. Though. Yeah, but um, you've never asked them. But the guides we have here, we have two mines, uh, we have... Um, two Aborigines. Aborigines. A Chinaman. A China, an Oriental, and uh, uh, yeah, Native American, American Indian, or uh, Lone Wolf. Yeah, and then we have two children that stay here, work with the children spirits that come here. Now, two of those gods go with us, and they've been going with us for like 21 years. Um, they'll go and they help us, and they protect Russ and myself. Um, he needs more help than I do because when he's talking to a lot of them, he's letting down his protection. And that's when they'll jump in um, or do something like that. Um, my guides won't let them near me. Um, when we were in with other groups, um, they used to send me in some of the rooms, uh, go chase them all out and, you know, down to another room. Yeah, so... And there's a difference, um, just so anyone listening, there's a difference between the spirits who visit us and the spirits who are trapped on this plane. Like, right. we have, we may have spirits that come and go in our home. Is that possible? Like, uh -huh. where they just come in and kind of Yeah, your visit. family members. Yeah. Or, but every are, home has spirits. But they're not trapped. No, every home has spirits. I don't care who you are. It could be a convent. It could be a ministry. It could be a priest home. They all have spirits. And it depends on how those spirits react with the uh, the human people. Mm -hmm. She's talking about the ones that. But not all are trapped. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, no, not all no, are no, trapped. No, no, Some are just no. visiting. Right. Yeah. But I'm still pondering his question. It bothers me now. I know they're spiritual. I know they're uh, they were once human. And could have been. You'll have to ask them if it's like a past life that we had with them. Mm -hmm. That's what you're meaning. Oh, a past life oh, that to, uh, converse that they're with them. protecting us. That's a damn good. Excuse then. me, darn good question. <laughs> yeah, uh, I can't answer that right now. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. And then you also have the angels who, yeah, come in and assist you when you call. Right. Yeah, um, I work with the blue angels, and I work with um, Michael. Like with Uriel, Michael. Michael Uriel. Gabriel. 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 And uh, there was another one. Raphael. Yeah. Raphael. Raphael. Yeah, he threw me off because I say them a certain way. Yeah, in and order. When, and then I call them, <laughs> but when he jumps in, it's like somebody erased the, erased the blackboard on me. <laughs> yeah. Have any other questions? Are there certain uh, regions in the world where the demons uh, influence is stronger? I remember reading, I guess I was coming from something I read that um, sort of, uh, alluded to that 
demons in South America are very strong, and it took a special shaman to deal with it. I mean, is there anything, anything behind that, possibly? Certain areas, regions of the world where... Well, I, I, I think we're finding out that uh, there is more demonic energy uh, with ISIS, uh, with, with factions that uh, don't agree with the uh, spiritual cosmic law. They have no idea what that is. They want to read the Koran in their own way. Or we want to read the Bible in our own way. And there's many interpretations of Koran and Bible and whatnot. Um, it's difficult. It's very, very difficult. Um, I have my own ideas about ISIS and Muslim uh, religion and stuff like that, which I don't want to talk about now. Um, I think what he's talking about is different areas. I know, I know. Like the well, black I, magic and um, voodoo oh, oh, that, that, and that what you're stuff going like that. I think it goes with this ISIS historically made the Medes media, uh, Middle East, has, has, has always been a, you know, obviously historically, the books when you read, um, has always been an activity. Look what's happened with Israel now. Right. With that seems situation. People are just... Going crazy over right. moving I, something always. around it's just, yeah. and destroying our history. I, I think a lot of that, like what you're talking about, the different sections, like Africa has theirs, and yes. and um, Louisiana and all them and uh, different ones. Own, yeah, own, uh, yeah. Uh, I think it's because it's it's so concentrated, and there's, there's and they like, do a lot of ritualistic. Yeah, um, they do a lot of. Um, rituals and um but i think it's like concentrated it's not like it is in different parts of the united states um, where we would have maybe a small group here or there or something like that but there's it's like whole communities that do that and yeah we're not the only ones that do this yeah well I, we're not yeah. the only ones that do this there's so, so many groups out there that that do this Mm -hmm. this type of work. Um, we don't charge for what we do. Um, and our cases have been 98% successful. Yeah. There's that 2% that we have to go back two or three times. But we do get rid of them. But we do. Mm -hmm. The 98 ones are usually one time we go there and we clear them out. This is just this is for spirits that aren't attached to people. This is just... The, this is for spirits in the homes... Um, even even, even attachments, attachments. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Um, it it will go course. there, it's and cool. when we go to a home or something like that, that's mm -hmm. one of the things he does. He'll look at the homeowner or look at the people there to see if they have any attachments. You can actually see. Oh yeah. The attachments. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 How about items? They attached to items. Yeah, we've yes. had some cases where yeah. we've had some people attached to a. Uh, an item that somebody bought at a flea market, mm -hmm. an old, old bureau or a chest or whatever yeah. it might be. And we seen a, I seen a German woman come right out of a, 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 a what is it called, a bookcase or a hutch? No, it's a hutch. And uh, that's where she was, in that hutch. She part of the hutch. Yeah. But we got rid of her. We sent her on. Got rid yeah. of her. We sent her on. We sent her on. Do you advise if, if you 
go and if you shop like thrift stores, antique stores, mm-hmm. older furniture that maybe you cleanse it before you bring it in or yeah. absolutely. Yeah. You know, well, like sage or something. What would you recommend? I would I would put like holy water and a little bit of sea salt in a <clears throat> spray bottle. Uh, you can get those little bottles, they're like a dollar. And it's easier to spray it than trying to throw holy water away. Right. Um, sage does not work. Sage is a a device that smells that may chase them out for a day or two and they come right back. Sea salt works. Holy water works. Mm-hmm. The holy water's got to be blessed by a Catholic priest. Mm-hmm. Not a Protestant minister or this or that or that. And a Catholic priest. Why? I don't know. I've I've asked that question a million times and they won't tell me. Um, and in the last 15 years, the Catholics have increased the different priests that deal with nothing but um, demonic. Are they recognizing that more than they have in the past? I would say in the last 10 or 15 years, yeah. Because in the past, or it was swept under the rug. Or right. Yeah. Now when you go and you talk to them, they'll say, well... Um, we have a priest that's into that or know of a priest. But before, they used to have it that everything had to be documented, pictures documented, and it went on for like over a year or so. So these poor people were suffering for over a year with this well, stuff that's happening. that's still happening like that. They won't go to any house that somebody complains they have a yeah. a, a, a demon or something. They they want to come they're out. Going and, to bless the house. Yeah, they check it all out, and sometimes they make matters worse. Unless that priest is a a educated uh, demon fighter. But do they? I mean, are they even educating them now for it? Is oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Going? If they're not, they have a school for them. Okay. They, they always have. They have. They always school. have. They just. Yeah. They, in didn't fact, they had a movie with it. Tom Hanks. I think on that one particular movie. I think it was Tom Hanks at the. No, no, it was Tom Hanks. I, I don't remember but the movie. But back then, it was really hard to I get. I figured it's still hard that they don't want. It to. is. It's very difficult. It is, but there's still rogue priest. I mean, you go that to believe your, in it and help. Your priest mm-hmm. at, your, at your church, mm-hmm. you tell him, well, I'll come to the house, I'll bless the house. Yeah, They're because, supposed to go mm-hmm. through their own system. Mm-hmm. You go to your priest at your Catholic church and say, Father, I have a, something wrong in my home. Well, he's supposed to, in turn, call somebody. That somebody, mm-hmm. whoever it is, comes out and checks the house out. If there, he finds... They, there's so many, though, that, that their cases are backlogged. Right, right. Mm-hmm. And it's getting more and more and more. Now, when we tell you about our cases, that we, we have a 98% success rate, it's not we go in and it's done in 10 minutes. We spend hours in that house. Um, first thing I do when I go into a home, I have the, the people sit down at the table, we have a cup of coffee, and we talk about what, what they're experiencing, what's going on, what's happening. And then the second thing I'll ask them, is there any room in this house you don't want me to go in? Uh, some people have privacy, a room that's strictly private, and a bedroom, a closet. I, I go in all the closets. Uh, oh, my closet's filthy. I, you don't want to see my closet. <laughs> I say, I don't care about the filthiness. Can't be any dirty in my closet. But I have to look in the closet, in the attic, under the cross space. They could be hiding anywhere. 
and they know we're coming. Days before we even mm-hmm. set the appointment up, they know we're coming. Yeah. Could they leave for a while? They, they can. They have. Or they won't bother the people a couple of days before we come. Right. And then the people call us up. Oh, you don't have to come out anymore. Everything's been really great. No, we still have to come out. Because I'll have that sometimes. Then it'll be quiet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think, well, maybe they left for a while. Yeah. Yeah, they'll get quiet or something like that. And even sometimes we go to places and... A spirit might attach and come in with us on the car. We we had this one spirit that came in with us the one time, and we said, like, where did you come from? Oh, I saw you go by, and I knew what you were going to do, and I wanted to be there. I wanted you to help me. And it's like, okay. <laughs> now we're picking up hitchhikers. <laughs> but you don't get too Oh, well, we brought the one guy, huh? The minister. Yeah, we got the minister, are there any other questions? Or? Yeah, I'm just trying to open them up right now. <laughs> Sorry, is there any behind uh, the notion that you know, when the spirit is present in the room, that the cold, cold feeling comes in? Absolutely. Yes. Yes. Here the cold. The studies that I've seen is that if you look at all the pictures and depictions of um, avatars that come here, they're always around fire, burning, higher energy realms. That's what I think I read somewhere that they come from a higher energy realm. Possibly why we feel the cold is because a lesser energy form coming up. Right. It's not burning. Yeah, we found most of the energy that we encompass is cold. Most yeah. of it is cold. Now, you can go in a room and, and, and go in a corner of the room, and sometimes I can't see them. If they don't show them to me, I can't see them. Um, and I feel the cold. I know they're there. Um, when I see a spirit, I see a spirit as I see you right now. I don't see half flesh, half skeleton, or a head blown off, or I don't see, I see, most of them come to me as about 30, 35 years old. You could be 90 when you died. You could be 18 when you died. I see them at 30 years old. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Someone has said something about that was the, the 33 or 32 is the year that Jesus. Exactly, I think it's where the red came from. Yeah. And we do use prayer. We use the Our Father, which is the most powerful prayer there ever was or is. Mm-hmm. We use the Hail Mary sometimes. Uh, we, we've come up with our own prayers in a lot of cases. There's a children's prayer that we come up with. There's a, a, a family prayer, a portal prayer. Um, I see the portals. Uh, I can see them. I can see them coming out or going in. I see spirit guides. Everybody has spirit guides. Some have more than one. Queen's got six, six guides. Yeah, that's because what I do, though. Yeah. Um, that's why the other spirits won't bother me. Because my guides. I've had, uh, I've, I've learned to shut it off because, anybody see that movie, uh, Ghost Town? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You told us about that. Yeah, we found it. We're going to bring it out of here and show it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a very cute movie and it explains. Where was I going with this? Shutting it off. Learning to shut it off. Oh, learning to turn it off. Yeah, it it, it was difficult at first because I would get people from uh, Vietnam come and say, hey, tell my mom I'm okay. I'm fine. I'm in a better place. Tell my mom to lift up the carpet, move over three feet, and lift up the piece of wood, and I got money hidden there. I said, your mom, what are you kidding? 
Well, I live at 2212 uh, Cedar Road in, in Grand Rapids, Michigan, and just call her. Here's the number. I can imagine me calling Mrs. Smith. Uh, your son just talked to me, and he's like, who the hell are you? Click. You know, it's impossible. You can't do it. I couldn't do that. Yeah. But you got to learn to turn off because constantly when I'm in bed, constantly, bam, 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 coming at me. So I just... Uh, because they don't sleep like we do. Mm, that's all right. So sometimes you've got to tell them, I need to sleep, stay out of my bedroom, I need to sleep, so I can be able to help you. If you interrupt my sleep, then my energy's not up and I can't help you as well. So. Uh, I, I have, I'm a teacher, I teach in the inner city in DC, and I see in my students sometimes some demonic things, you know, young, younger mm -hmm. kids, and uh, you can just tell, like you said, you see them, and, and just their behavior on a daily basis is not something that is not. Yeah, it's and, yeah. And is there any anything you would advise? I've, I've been through a lot of different trials, but what would you say to deal? What's with some of the trials you've been through? Coming in every day, oh, just outbursts and screaming. And oh, okay. Noises and yeah. Just non-inhuman type. Do you find that getting worse as? As generations yeah. go on, yeah, yeah. I mean, I've been teaching about ten years mm -hmm. huh? with materialism growing out. Yeah, yeah. Correlation. Yeah. So, I mean, about ten years. Yeah, I'd say so. But, but it's hard. I couldn't. You know, That's tough being a teacher. I can yeah. only imagine. Yeah. How old are these kids? <laughs> Ninth grade. Ninth grade. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm wondering if. Um, if there's some way that you can, before they come into the classroom or something like that, mm -hmm. if uh, I can teach you protection. I, I need protection. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, now, the protection isn't from them. It's mm -hmm. protection for your own soul. That's weird. Okay? But also to show you how to spread love through the room mm -hmm. and use the intention and visualization of putting it in the room mm -hmm. that when the kids do come in, they get to feel this love. You won't solve every that. problem. No, you can't. You won't be solve because, anything. you know, they, they might be good in your classroom and then right. they're right back home in their environment. Right. I and just I, want to learn not to be because sometimes I take that energy home with me. I feel the right. Right. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, oh, I'll, I'll, teach the, I'll teach the both of you how to do protection like that. Yeah, yeah that's, that's uh, You know, another thing that bothers me is bullying. But I think bullying comes from home more than it comes from a. A, a, a uh -huh. uh, kindred spirit or a, a, a bad spirit. Absolutely. I think that's comes because from home. they're bullied at home, right. and that's the only way they can relieve that stress by bullying the other ones. So. How do you feel? You're the teacher. What do you feel about well, bullying? I have, I have students who've been put in the hospital by their own parents, being beaten up so bad. Wow, so my God! It's, it's just yeah. a violent a uh -huh. cycle of poverty and. and um, I mean, I could say so much about it, but, but I'm an energetic type of person, and mm -hmm. I've been through my own spiritual path up to this point, and, and a lot of it has been through uh, non-Catholic and non-Christian, as it happens, mm -hmm. uh, means, and I grew up Catholic, right? but um, been in South America and Africa, and I've been through some different, you know, learning Cultures. much about the cultural spirit, yeah. different yeah. spirits, and, and, and different ways of looking at spirit and looking at it. Mm -hmm. Everything invocation and prayer. And, um, I still have I've had my challenges, you know, and I've been put through one every so often. I get when I go back into teaching, I, I end up in these kind of rough 
Well, another thing with that, you're being tested mm -hmm. as well. You know, uh, we're I'm all sure. being tested every day. But you, you know, yeah. certain uh, um, jobs that we take responsibility on, it, 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 it depends that you're you're all tested, yeah. and your job, you're being tested every day, every day. And what do you do? Uh, I'm a safety manager, an occupational safety and health. So okay. I have kind of a teacher role, kind of a yeah, yeah, yeah. Guys. Uh, um, people don't want to follow or listen to you. They're sort of an authority figure. Um, in, a, in a grander scheme of things, it's sort of, uh, you know, we, we preach and talk ethics. And, you know, I think I went into school bright-eyed, feeling that you're coming out doing something good, but then you come out finding out that really money talks and everything else walks. Right, right, right. To the side. So I definitely had my challenges just being disrespected. Just tell them today I go through social rejection. I work full time. And so, yes, I do see those as trials. Yeah. It's a tough yeah. field. Sure. Uh, I sort of feel that, you know, a priest talks about ethics and morals. I'm not actually trying to implement mm -hmm. um, laws of, of safety, uh, occupational health, etc. Um, these are things that our nation that we said that we, we were going to do for the people. Uh, it's hard to implement that. It really is. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> that's, that's just like one before you're born. And you're going to be reincarnated, and you'll go, oh, yeah, I'll take that body. Oh, yeah, I'll do this. Yeah, I'll do that. Because they're coming from a thing of unconditional love. So it looks like, oh, yeah, I can do that. I can do that. And then when they come down, they, a, lot of them, a lot of them can't fulfill what they agreed. And some of them take the way out of suicide, and some of them just don't do it and neglect it completely. Yeah. Yes. Uh, I think my trial from that is um, sporadic work, uh, uh -huh. unemployment, um, many, many times. Um, uh, it seems that uh, the better you are in this field, um, the more phobic people are to want to hire you because you're going to stop working cost money. Uh -huh. And that really yeah. drives you up the wall. I mean, the smarter and more time you put into it, you're actually a detriment. You're not going to get hired. Um, you know, I'm, I'm just stoning a lot right now. Obviously, it's a really big thorn in my side. I just had a realization that the symbol in safety is a cross. And I'm like, ah, that's my cross. That's the cross I'm bearing, is this career, this profession. It's, it's a kind of a revelation I had just recently. Uh -huh. And that, uh, you know, I found some understanding. I think that brings a little bit of peace to it. Yeah. So I want to stick it out. I've been looking to try to get into a different field. Uh, I'd like to start a family someday and settle down. Uh -huh. Do you meditate? I was just going to say that. Fantastic. <laughs> I meditate in the night and morning. I go into work singing and dancing, but when I come home, I feel like I've been in a war. Yeah, a war zone. Now, do you, when you when you in your in your classrooms or in your school, do you change rooms? No, in the same room. Same room, but the no, kids change. Yeah. Yeah. Now, when when the bell goes off, the kids leave, and you got a new group. Do you do you do a little meditation? You should, even if it's for a half a minute, thirty seconds, fifteen seconds. We bring a bowl. Right? Okay. Okay. The problem okay. is a lot of the kids are late, so they come. Well, yeah, 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 yeah sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's great. That's, that's fantastic. Do and you I'm meditate? Not for, I'm not uh, here to help. Yeah, I mean, it's something that I, you know, held dear to me that they talked about, but maybe not done as much as I've read and talked about and preached about. Mm -hmm. um, it's a definitely discipline to develop. I've recently been better at it, but my inclination is more towards doing saying the rosary. Um, I say that a lot. Mm -hmm. um, that little soccer field over there—it's my little, my little area. Like, I yeah. actually, I'm a neighbor. I live right there, mm -hmm. across the street. You guys knew that or not? 
Um, Directly so, across the street? Yeah, the post, above the post office. Oh, the, yeah, oh that, yeah. that way, okay. Yeah, yeah, that way. <laughs> above the post office? Yeah, yeah. Did you really? Yes. Okay. You're the one that had the, uh, the, 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 the tasty well, cake? We're in. No, it's been a while. That's probably before me, maybe. I just moved it about three years ago. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Um, but I, I do see the, the mantra mm -hmm. in it, in the saying, or the words of the rosary. Um, and I, I absolutely feel some peace from it. it definitely need, need to do more of it. Mm -hmm. And also, I think expanding into other forms of contemplation, which is what I'm interested in coming here and learning. Yeah. And they, uh, we have meditation here. And I think uh, Melinda handles the group when they deal with the, is it the Violet Flame or the I Am group? Uh, it's not I Am group, but they say the I Am. Which the Violet Flame. Mm -hmm. I was into mm -hmm. the Violet Flame. You might like that. Because sure. yeah. the Violet Flame. It's a circle. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, the Violet Flame is a flame that transmute things. So, um, because um, being a Reiki master, and if I clear any negativity off anybody or things, I always send it into the violet flame to be transmuted for good. Yeah, because I feel the earth has enough to deal with it. I mean, some people throw it into the earth and let the earth. Hit. No, I'd rather send it into the violet flame. Strengthen my faith in that is leaving it and having it left it, oh. and uh, you know, and, and getting into a new way and other other scenarios, other things, um, and trying things out. And what really brought me back was Edgar Casey. Um, oh, yeah, I'm a very mm -hmm. big Edgar Casey person, and that, uh, that's what definitely was yeah. a lot of for me when I saw yeah, some years the ARB. Yeah. yeah, and so I call myself an Edgar Casey Christian. People try and explain and ask me what I'm about, um, and he sort of breathe life into this sort of stale dogma. But anyway, I don't want to get too far off. What I was getting into with what you're saying, uh, exorcism, how Catholicism is, is works and why that does. I don't want to come across to and all my colleagues that are maybe not coming from the same tradition and feeling that, oh, they're missing out, or oh, maybe, maybe they were right and going through the wrong path. I don't see it that way. More recently, I've been seeing it as, a, as in a fight you're fighting something, there's, there's something called technique, and he would know he's a boxer. Um, technique is very important. I feel that Absolutely. Catholicism maybe is, has a technique to it that we're not aware of because it's, it, case in point would be like if you're in a, a, a ring and you're full blown energy, you might go at it right away. But wisdom and technique would tell you to pace yourself and wait to look for the opening. Right. But your instincts want to go all in. So I think that's sort of what Catholicism sort of is. It's just a technique. And uh, you know, I, I don't want that to turn people off, feeling that ah, you know, I, you know, there's some things about it. There are some things that are, that are um, ugly about it, for sure. Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah. I sort of are. Absolutely. Are kind of the tax, you, know, you know. We're finding out more and more about <laughs> the past yeah. popes and stuff yes, like that, and how yeah, bad so, they were. Mm -hmm. but you can't let that turn you off because you're understanding. No, no. If you're no. target, obviously, you're going you know, mm -hmm. to have you know, ground zero uh, where things are coming to you. I think I, there was one friend, uh, there, was, there was a long time I, I had about atheist friends, and that's one of my passions is to get you kind of debate something. I had that problem here with y'all. You know? <laughs> but uh, he was very scientific based, uh, went to pharmacy school, and I'm starting to notice that a lot of people that do was in nursing, medical, I had a nurse living for a while, <clears> and boy, we were sparring back and forth. Like, you know, are you 
do a, a, a looking down on the, the empirical method and the science says this and that and what so forth, whatnot, you know. Uh, losing my train of thought there for a second. Sure, right, that's right. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, yeah uh, it, it definitely, um, you need to you know, cross that path and uh, know that this is real. Atheists do have their good points. Yes, they keep it true. Uh-huh. It's real. hard to argue with somebody who says, show me. Yeah. Yes. And I tell them, you better be right when you die. <laughs> Better be right when you die, um, or I hope you're right when you die, because it's not. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if anything, you know, if they really want to look deeper into it, quantum science is trying to prove and show you. Right. Right. You've got to be kind of foolish on the field. I mean, they have their belief. Everybody has their own beliefs. Mm-hmm. Everybody has their own particular religion groups of people, and I respect them all. A lot of it is similar. I mean, not, yes. Yes. Yeah. A lot of it is similar. It's just a yeah. different. It's it's like people writing books. The same person. I mean, different people can write the same topic, but they all have their own opinion, and that's just like you have to understand that people have free will. They might be doing that. That's their purpose of what they're doing. They're picking their own free will. Right. Mm-hmm. No, no two leaves are the same. Diversity is, right. is just absolute. So true. Right. So true. Um, and it's, you know, I always hinge on uh, a Buddhist parable oh, okay. about a blind man touching the elephant and each one describing what they're feeling. That's sort of with some of these core wisdom traditions, I feel. Not, not maybe everything, everyone else out there, you know, they got to cite it. Okay. All right, I think we're going to end. We have a class coming up next. So I want to thank Cleta and Russ for being here tonight. Well, thanks look, for having us. And look forward to more I conversations. Hope we, uh, Hopefully we yeah. can do this again. February the 8th is my class on light and love. Here at Power Study, and I believe it's it's donation-based. Right, so. it's donation. I hope we added more questions Enjoy. than we did answers. Yeah. <laughs> well, just more calls for more podcasts. Yes. <laughs> so I want to thank everyone for being here. And God bless all. Merry Christmas. Yeah. Have a healthy and happy New Year. Right. And remember, be the light.